Hey, Ruben Report podcast listeners, just a quick reminder that my first book, Don't Burn This Book, Free Thinking in an Age of Unreason, is now available for pre-order. In it, I show you guys how to navigate a world of outrage mobs, political polarization, and online censorship without totally losing your mind. Pre-order your copy now on Amazon or Barnes & Noble, or go to don'tburnthisbook.com and order yours today. All right, good people of the internet, it is April 27th, 2020. We are in week 146 of the quarantine slash lockdown. I'm Dave Rubin, as you guys know, I'm doing these direct messages about 15, 20 minutes every Monday and Wednesday. Uh, Today is a particularly big one for us because in case you haven't heard, I've got a book coming out tomorrow, finally. I've been promoting this thing for about eight months, but today, is your last day to pre-order Don't Burn This Book. It's coming out tomorrow. I assume a bunch of them are already in the mail. Heading out to you guys. I just saw this morning uh, that we're already an Amazon bestseller, which is a pretty beautiful thing. Uh, Tomorrow, we are doing a live signing for the book. We'll be live streaming it right here on this channel. So if you haven't pre-ordered the book yet and you want to get a signed book plate and you can ask me a question during the live stream. We've got the link right down below. It's just premiercollectibles.com slash Ruben. So today's your last day to pre-order. If you want a pre-order and you want a signed book plate and you can ask me a question for the live stream tomorrow, today is it. In case you've been ignoring me for the last eight months and I'm sure you had your reasons, it's time people, you're trapped in your house. I promise you that the ideas in this book are the right ideas for right now. I finished writing this thing in July, we edited it in the fall, but the stuff that I talk about in this book, about states' rights, about personal responsibility, finding a mentor, uh, thinking for yourself, more importantly than anything else, uh, they're more relevant now, actually, than even when I wrote them before, uh, just because of everything going on with coronavirus. So premiercollectibles.com slash Ruben, the link is right down below. You will get a signed book plate, which I'll sign for you live tomorrow. I'm gonna be signing the entire time through, and you can ask me a question, uh, and I'm very excited to uh, to be part of that. Oh, and by the way, if you haven't seen it already, if you go ahead and pre-order, and this is for anyone that's already pre-ordered, if you go to rubenreport.com slash preset, no, pre- slash exclusive, uh, you can enter your order confirmation number and you can see the video that my husband David and I put up. It's an hour long interview. He interviewed me and we talk about building the show together and meeting Donald Trump and just the adventure we've been on and a whole bunch of other stuff. And it's an hour long interview. We have a little teaser for that on our YouTube channel where we tell the Donald Trump story. That's that's rubenreport.com slash presale. Sorry, slash presale. I got a lot on my mind right now. It's gonna be a crazy, crazy two weeks right now. There's just a lot happening. Okay, so I wanted to uh, talk about this Joe Biden situation today. Uh, I didn't really want to talk about this Joe Biden situation uh, because when I do these direct messages, this is more my my ability and my desire just to talk to you directly about sort of what's going on in my life over the last six weeks, eight weeks, whatever it is now, talk to you about what's going on with lockdown and what are you guys doing to pass the time and are you working on new skills and just like all the things that we're all thinking about, like are we happy at our jobs and what about telecommuting and are we trapped with kids in the house and do we wanna do all these things and like just all about the new world that's on the horizon. But there was a story in the last couple of days that has gone sort of semi-viral and I say semi-viral because it's only going viral 
in a certain corner of the internet. I wanna preface everything that I'm about to say right now by saying that I am not a journalist. I have never said that I am a journalist. I do not purport to be a journalist. I wouldn't even wanna be accused of being a journalist. Of course, that being said, most journalists are actually journalists, meaning that they're not journalists who are on the quest for finding truth. Uh, most of them are activists who are guised as journalists. And we're seeing an example of that right now. Uh, one of the things that I write about in the book, actually, there's a whole chapter on how to spot fake news. And I talk about four types of fake news. One type, and I think this is the most interesting type, actually, because when we think of fake news, we think of like just blatantly fake stories, right? Like that's an obvious one, and I talk about that in the book. And then there's another type, which is when there's a headline that says one thing, and then if you read the article, which most people don't even bother doing, you find out that the headline and the article are almost polar opposites of each other. That's another type. But the type that I'm most interested in, because I think it's the one that the least amount of people understand, uh, is that a type of fake news is what the media ignores. And we're seeing a version of that right now. So look, there have been these sexual assault accusations against Joe Biden. Now, we know that when Brett Kavanaugh, the Supreme Court Justice, uh, well, he was just a nominee at the time, when he had accusations against him for weeks and weeks and weeks. This was the front page of the New York Times. This was CNN, Washington Post. This was everything everywhere, the, though they were just allegations, right? And I'm not saying the media should or shouldn't have covered it, but we know how the media reacted when he, a conservative, had accusations against him. I was actually on tour with Jordan Peterson during that time, and wherever we went, we were in freaking streets of Dublin, I kid you not, and people would come up to me and ask me about Kavanaugh, and I was like, this is crazy that people across the world in Ireland are asking me about the uh, presumptive, you know, the nominee for the Supreme Court, like, it's just craziness. Okay, so we know that they, that the media treats people on the right a certain way. And you all know that, everybody knows that, right? Um, but over the last couple of weeks, there have been allegations from a woman named Tara Reid, who's a former Joe Biden staffer, uh, against Joe Biden. And she claims that he sexually assaulted him. Now for weeks, people have been talking about this online. It's an allegation, much like the Kavanaugh allegations are, and I'm not here to say it's true or that the others were true or that any allegations are true. And I do believe in due process, believe it or not. I know that's an old school thought, but I'm an old school guy. Uh, but the mainstream media has completely ignored it. And then in the last couple of days, and this is where the story really gets interesting. In the last couple of days, a clip from an old Larry King show, my man, Larry King, I'm talking to him later today, by the way, uh, where he used to do live call-ins on his TV show on CNN, a clip came out and you should listen to this clip and then I'll give it context in just a moment. So this is Larry King Live. This is about 25 years ago. We're back, a couple more phone calls on this very important topic. Our guests are former United States Senator Howard Baker, Richard Allen, former National Security Advisor, and Lois Romano of the Washington Post. San Luis Obispo, California, hello. Yes, hello. Um, I'm wondering what um, uh, a, a staffer uh, would do, do besides go to the press in Washington. My daughter has just left there uh, after working for a prominent senator and could not get through with her problems at all. And the only thing she could have done was go to the press, and she chose not to do it out of respect for him. Or she had a story to tell, but out of respect for the person she worked for, she didn't tell it. That's true. Well, now, but these are the people who do come to the Lois Romanos, right? The mm -hmm. staff worker who says, I want to let you know about what's going this on, either going with my boss or troubled. the guy down the hall. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. a lot of these people have a sense of obligation. They feel that this public official should be accountable if it's something wrong. They're whistleblowers to the press. Exactly.
God, I love seeing peak Larry King, just like the tie open, the suspenders, you know, kind of hunched over the desk. I love it. Okay, so what's interesting about this clip is it turns out that it is now confirmed by Tara Reid herself via Twitter that the woman in that video, the woman who called in to claim that her daughter had been sexually assaulted by a senator is Tara Reid's mother. Now, apparently her mother has passed on since, but she has confirmed that that is the voice of her mother. Now, that doesn't make the allegations true, uh, but what's interesting about this, and this goes to what I talked about earlier about a type of fake news, is that everyone, Stelter and Jake Tapper and all the CNN people, they're seeing these clips. Anderson Cooper's seeing these clips. All the New York Times people, they're seeing these clips. And much like they've been covering for Biden's mental state, which everyone knows is deteriorating, and by the way, when he either steps down or gets replaced or whatever, whatever's gonna happen, when that thing happens, suddenly there'll be a gajillion stories about, I knew, but I was pressured not to say anything. Everyone knows it, Every, everyone backing him right now. Even some of the people I like, some of the former candidates, whom I've had on this show even, um, they all know what the deal is. But that, that thing where the media ignores something because it doesn't fit their narrative, that is a type of fake news. Again, I am not saying the allegations are true. Uh, the New York Times, by the way, ignored, ignored, ignored this story for weeks until they finally did a story, I think on page 23 or 24, and of course, within that had paragraphs and paragraphs about allegations against Trump. Now the point is, if you're gonna talk about allegations of, against Trump, fine, just like you're gonna talk about allegations of Kavanaugh, fine, but then you have to talk about the Biden allegations too. But what the media has done is become a cheerleading machine for Democrats and basically a slander machine against Republicans. And it's, it's like this exact, type of story that is turning everyone against mainstream media. And the irony, and I say this all the time, but the irony is that journalists are destroying journalism, right? It's not, people think it's like, oh, it's the online voices that are finally sticking it to the, to the man, the man meaning like mainstream media, but it's, it's not like, yeah, it's great that there's a plethora of voices. It's great that you guys can find truth and interesting opinions and the rest of it elsewhere, but it should not fall on someone like me to have to calmly explain to you the insanity that's going on here. But what you're gonna see now is they're gonna keep running cover. Stelter won't touch this. And Jake Tapper, Jake Tapper, by the way, I think is a decent human being. He's the last guy at CNN that I think has like, a, 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 I don't wanna say the last, but like the last of the main people, let's say, that I think has like a spark of like a thought process going on and isn't basically totally in it for the Democrats. And again, they can all do that if they say that's what they are, but they ignore it long enough, then it catches fire online and then it feeds the narrative that they're just like a BS monster uh, basically against Republicans. And by the way, this is one of the things, whether you like them or not, this is one of the things that, John, uh, that I was gonna say John Travolta, <laughs> that Donald Trump uh, inherently understood that he had to not only fight the Democrats, but he also had to fight the machine. So it's, uh, it's really, uh, it's just crappy more than anything else. And I wanted to bring it to your attention because you're not gonna see this in mainstream media. And I would prefer not to do this. I'd prefer to talk about some of the other things about this book that I have coming out tomorrow. And if, by the way, guys, if you go to premiercollectibles.com slash Ruben, you can get a signed book plate. I'm signing them live tomorrow. And I'll answer one of your questions live. Uh, so we're very excited about that. But, oh, by the way, my new PragerU video came out this morning. Uh, it's called The Bravery Deficit. I've done three. I think this is, I think this is the best of the three. My two other ones are in their top like 15. I think the Why I Left the Left, I think is their first or second most viewed video. But I really think this one is just perfect and really perfect for the moment that we find ourselves in where there's just so many people 
afraid to say what they think. So I hope uh, you guys will check that out as well. And, uh, and I wanna jump to a couple of questions. And by the way, I'd love to hear your thoughts on w this type of fake news and what's going on with the media and everything else. Uh, these days, because my Twitter feed is just so out of control and there's just so many responses to everything uh, and the rest of it, and I can't even deal with Facebook or whatever, if you wanna communicate directly with me and with like-minded people with no trolls and bots, join us at rubenreport.com and we've got a, an iOS uh, Apple app and we've got a Google Play app, Android app, and we've got just incredible free thinkers from literally all over the world. And there's no trolls or bots because if you're a troll and a bot, I boot you. And by the way, that's not deplatforming. I just don't want you in my house. It's my digital home. You can't be there. Don't like you, don't want you. Okay, let's see. Um, this is a great question. This I should save this for tomorrow, but I'll do a couple here. Um, Return to Reason asks, which part of the book was the hardest to write and why? Um, I also just finished your new PragerU five-minute video, genuinely one of the best PragerU videos I've ever seen. Well, I'm glad to hear that, so thank you for that. Which was the hardest part? You know, in many ways, actually, it was the first chapter, which was not the first chapter when I wrote it. One of the, one of the things that you find out when you're writing is that um, things get moved. So the editors come in and they're like, well, you know, we can build a different arc this way, this way, that way. And chapter one was not originally chapter one. It fully makes sense as chapter one. And then I subsequently changed some things so that it sort of fed that kind of from the back. Um, but in chapter one, it's, it's called, uh, it's time to come out. And what I talk about is much like what I'm sort of laying out in the PragerU video, that there is a political closet right now. I mean, most of us think that there's only a closet related to your sexuality, but you can be closeted about anything. Any thought that you're not sharing, you are closeted about. And when you are closeted, it will lead to a lot of bad stuff. So anyone that's been closeted about their sexuality or something else, like you know what that leads to. Like you're, there's only room for one in there. And then you know what there's room for usually booze and, and drugs and just a lot of bad behavior and shame and all that stuff. And I sense that's happening to people because of politics right now. And it's not because they want to be out, out there as a racist or something like that, but the machine, the woke machine has actually caused people to fear it. And that's the purpose of the PragerU video, which is why we released it today with the book coming out tomorrow. Um, because I want to break that machine. I don't think there is something so spectacularly brave about me. I just happen to be doing this thing. And I think I think you guys are ready to do it too. And I think especially, especially, especially right now, while we're in the midst of this craziness with the lockdown and we're seeing people in states rise up, like it's time to start bringing this thing home. Like I'm not, I'm not saying it was a hoax or anything like that. Like I have been fine with everything. You know, I, you know, I was going to say I've been fine with everything we've done. I don't know that I've been fine with everything we've done, especially when the when the governor of Michigan decides you're not going to sell seeds and you can't do landscaping at your house, um, and the and the mayor of my city here in Los Angeles wants to snitch on our neighbors. So not everything has been perfect, but we did social distancing. We seem to have flattened the curve. It's been about two months. We got to get back out there, guys. And I see a lot of people now, they're starting to say that privately. Uh, even when I was at the supermarket yesterday, I had a, you know, I'm doing the six foot thing and I got my mask and it's LA, it's 95 degrees and I'm dripping and I got plastic gloves on and it's just miserable. But I heard a guy on the phone behind me talking to, he's like, you know, and the whole thing is BS and da, 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 da. It's like, people are starting to turn on this. And if you have a healthy skepticism of government, you know, this is one of the interesting things right now. I keep seeing these comedians and Jimmy Kimmel types like, mocking all the protesters. And it's like the protesters are fighting for our ability to go out again. It doesn't mean they're right about everything. It doesn't mean it's a conspiracy. Um, but I would say at this moment, if we're sort of like at the apex of this thing and we can either go lockdown forever or start bringing our some, some freedoms back while 
understanding that maybe that's going to cause some more sickness again and there could be second waves and all that stuff. It's like life does go on. It has to go on. Life finds a way. Jeff Goldblum, Jurassic Park. He's in a lot of crap this week. Did you see this? He was a judge on one of those drag shows and he asked a, a Muslim woman if there's a problem in Islam against gays and now the woke police are going after him. And it's like, wait a minute, woke people, I thought we were for gays, but I guess not because the pyramid's a little weird. Anyway, so writing the, the chapter, sorry, that was a quite a divergent uh, thought there. Writing the chapter about the closet was the hardest for me personally because I had to go back to a time in life that I don't really think about that had to do with a lot of, a lot of depression and not being happy and the rest of it. And I liken my experience in that to what I think a lot of people are dealing with now. And actually there, was, there were probably about an extra 20 pages really just like devoted to that thing itself, my, me in the closet, um, that, that we cut that I think will probably be part of, of an, maybe my next book or, or something else. I have an idea for a next book that maybe won't be as personal or something. But I think you really get, really will dig the book, guys. And I'm, and I'm psyched that the, the numbers have been fantastic and we're, we're, uh, we're in good shape and, uh, and I'm just excited. It's like, I feel like I, I finished this thing so long ago and it's like I'm about to give birth tomorrow. Um, so I'm very excited for that. And I will throw in one more. Um, oh, well, Jeffrey quickly asked, did I see Tim Pool's take on the New York Times article on Biden, uh, Reed case, what's your take on it? I didn't see Tim's video on it, but I think you know my feelings about it right now. Um, Torrid Lover says, what was the epiphany that caused you to change your way of thinking politically? How can we enlighten others to that path? I mean, that is literally 100% what the book is about. It is about my path, my journey, and the tools that you guys will need to, to blaze your own trail. I mean, I, one of the things that I'm really big on in this book is I'm not trying to convince anybody to think anything. What I want you to do is think for yourself. Uh, the abortion chapter, I literally end the abortion, it's not a chapter, there's a section on what I think about specific issues. The abortion chapter, or the abortion section within that chapter, I literally end by saying, now that you all hate me, let's move on. So what I'm trying to do here is allow you to think for yourselves, and, and what I'm trying to lay out is some classical liberal principles that are about individual rights and laissez-faire economics and the light touch of government. That's it, and I really do think that is the widest tent in the future. I think a lot of people are waking up to it. And in many ways right now, it's sort of all of us, and by all of us, I mean it's libertarians and conservatives and old school liberals. It's kind of everybody against the, the sort of progressive socialists, like the people that just want government to do everything. So what, I don't even wanna get hung up on progressives or socialists. It's just basically, if you want government to do everything, it's pretty much everyone against you. And, but that's a tough fight because those are the people that really get into government so that they can control it. So there's a lot, a lot going on here. Um, okay, I think that's it for now because we're trying to keep these short. I'm also, last week I was literally sitting in this chair for about eight, nine hours a day uh, doing all sorts of press. So if you haven't seen it, my Ben Shapiro Sunday special just went up over on Ben's channel on YouTube. I did an interview with Adam Carolla the other day. Uh, Dan Crenshaw interviewed me. Crowder interviewed me. I'm gonna be on Prager's radio show this week and Larry Elder and Seb Gorka and uh, my buddy Max Lugavir. I did his podcast. I'm doing Brian Callen's podcast. There's like a gajillion other things. Oh, and I'll be on Tucker Carlson tonight. That's a big one. So the, the sort of official television debut of the book is tonight. I will be on Tucker Carlson. He's getting the first exclusive. That's what we call it in the biz. Anyway, guys, Anyway, guys, one more time. Uh, if you go to premiercollectibles.com slash Ruben, I will sign a book plate live 
for you tomorrow and you can submit a question for the live stream. I'll answer anything and everything. And uh, it's gonna be a crazy week. Uh, as always, I thank you guys for your support. I'm feeling sharp and ready to roll. Uh, let me know your thoughts on this Larry King situation or this Larry King video and just sort of how the media is playing this thing. It's like, and, and by the way, Tapper, Stelter, you're watching this thing? Guys, just report on it. You don't have to even comment on it. Just say, oh, this thing exists. And then we wouldn't think you're so terrible. Could you do that? Throw me a bone here. Would you do that? All right, guys, thanks a lot. Don'tburnthisbook.com. I'll see you tomorrow. Hey guys, just a quick reminder that the Rubin Report community is officially here. This is the first project of my new tech company, Locals.com, and you can get ad-free video, ad-free audio podcast. You can communicate with me. You can communicate with other fans. We've got a news feed that has no algorithmic manipulation. There's no shadow banning or de-boosting or the rest of it. We're gonna be building out these communities for all sorts of creators over the next coming months. But right now you can sign up at rubenreport.com or you can download the Rubin Report app in the Apple App Store or on Google Play.